Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. As a reminder, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio and make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me a nicely done, Andrew, this perfect song this particular topic and follow me on twitter at john r whitmer to get all the latest g- updates on the show if you'd like to be part of the show give us a call our studio lines are open 316-869-1330 we'd love to hear from you my next guest sam brownback is no strangers to this audience he is the former governor of kansas a congressman and a United States Senator. Most recently, he served as the U.S. Ambassador Advancing Religious Freedom under the Trump administration, which, ironically, or to his credit, maybe, got him banned from China for advocating for human rights. Ambassador, thank you again for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show again, my friend. Thanks, John. Happy to join you, and good to see you again. Likewise, likewise. And uh, nice to have you in person instead of on the phone. Last time we had you uh, on the phone, so it's nice to be in person with you. And thank you for coming back to Wichita. We had a great uh, appearance at the Pachyderm on Friday. Uh, One of the things you didn't really touch on at Pachyderm was the violence that we've seen quite a bit lately here in this country. And I think it's related. It's stemming from what's been going on in Israel. But we just had... Uh, violence in uh, here in in the country you had innocent lives in the U.S. and I think they're being affected by what we're seeing nationally. You had a six-year-old Muslim boy murdered in Illinois. Uh, a Sikh was brutally assaulted in New York. Every day we're seeing these attacks on on college campuses on Jews in particular. This kind of religious intolerance is only getting worse, and I think there's almost an attitude like it's acceptable because. They're, they're justifying it in the name of Palestine. And it, I think this dovetails with what you served as, as ambassador. I think this dovetails with the message of what you tried to spread a religious tolerance, and now there's a culture of intolerance going on. It's, sadly, it's okay to hate Jews nowadays, it seems like. And, and we've got to push back on that. Oh, absolutely. Or, or, or you lose the character of America. Right. I mean, the, 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 the thing that allowed America to become a country was religious freedom that Jefferson wrote uh, and that was in our First Amendment. And the reason it allowed us to become a country is, remember, we're settled by Europe. you got all these European settlers that come over here. In Europe, they're killing each other if they're of a different faith, if you're a Protestant or Catholic or whatever it might be. Uh, you're at war in Europe. And now you all come to the United States and the Quakers settle in Pennsylvania and the Catholics settle in Maryland and Baptists uh, settle in another place and the Anglicans are in Virginia. You can't make a country out of this unless you guarantee religious freedom. And tolerance. And no establishment. That's the government true, yes. itself can't establish a religion, but you've, you've got religious freedom. And so it becomes this basic building block of the American country 
it also has to be a basic building block of the world. If you're going to have a diverse society, you have to guarantee religious freedom. And I think it's got to be more than tolerance. I think it has to be respect. You have to respect somebody else's desire, their, their way to pursue the Almighty and the eternal. Well, and one of the things that you said at Pachyderm was, in addition to respecting and tolerating, you have to you have to give. There has to be that right to expression. It's not only, and I love the way you phrased it. It's it's I have to have the right to express my beliefs in church, but I also have to have inherent in that the right for me to carry my religious beliefs out into the public square, into my workplace, into my school, into wherever. As long as I'm peaceful about it, we have to have that as an inherent right. And somehow, I think, that's become a stigma in this country where I'm entitled to my religious beliefs unless I take them out of church. Yeah, and and, and it can't be that way because otherwise you're, you're not a single person. You're two persons. Right. You're two people. You're one at church, and then you got to hide that whenever you go out in the public. You know, and it's a, it's the unitary. It's that you you can be who you are in your deepest soul, wherever you are, as long as you're peaceful about. It. Now, if you go out and you say, "Okay, I'm going to kill somebody because God told me to," do it, we're not going to buy that, and you're going to go to jail. Uh, but the, 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 you've got to be able to do this, or else you're going to live this sort of push and pull in life. And plus, it's the way we were designed. And in the past, what we've always found to do is that if you have a religious minority or a different point of view on something, we've always found a way to accommodate people. Like in this state, a uh, number of Amish live in the area where I grew uh, grew up in eastern Kansas. Uh, certain groups don't want to send their kids to school past age 16. For a while, we said, you've got to send your kids to school until you're 18. They said, no, we, we don't believe that. And, everything. and we found a way to accommodate and allow them to get a GED and to continue to be able to practice their faith. That's what we've got to do is have a respect for that faith and then accommodate people in logical ways. The White House recently created a task force on anti-Muslim violence, but they've said very little about this anti-Semitic rhetoric in their own party. Um, you've even got members of Congress from their party that, I mean, we just they just finally censured Rashida Tlaib. But the president himself has yet to really call out members of his own party for some of their rhetoric. It does seem like there is a double standard. I think there's, a, I, I, I think there is, unfortunately, a double standard. But it's, I, to me, it's lack of a willingness to confront the problem. And it's a core issue. Religious freedom is a basic, fundamental right that every American citizen has and it's the right that's closest to our soul. So it's kind of the deepest of human rights uh, for us. And if you won't call it out and stand for it unapologetically and aggressively and clear in whatever the circumstances are, it undermines the very basis of this incredibly diverse nation that we have, where you have people from every nation on the face of the earth, and you have people of every faith on the face of the earth. And they're able to carry their faith. And you, we've got to stand up and fight uh, fight for this right here. And the president needs to be the first and foremost fighting for that right. Ambassador, some are saying that they're claiming that you know verbally assaulting Jews or tearing down posters of Israelis who've been kidnapped in Gaza is protected speech. And they're saying that you know, your, your right to your religious freedom doesn't trump my right to free speech. So I can say these things that may be offensive to you because um, I, I'm allowed to do that. Uh, my question is, is it, it reeks of hate speech to me. And I think we have to, yes, I know we all have a right to free speech, but at some point, doesn't that cross over into hate speech when people are, are verbally assaulting Jews when they're, I mean, I know we have an inherent right to free speech, but at some point there's limits on free speech if it becomes verbally assaulting, if you're saying things that are that offensive, I mean, the, the, the phrasing that a lot of uh, these protesters are using about from the river to the sea, that's offensive. It's not only offensive, it, uh, if people understand what it means, it means eliminating Israel. Right, it's genocide. It's, and it's wiping out all the Jews. And I mean, that's a very aggressive um, statement about wipe, it's a genocide. You're, you're calling for a genocide. And I, the, the, the Jewish state today that was created 
was built off of, unfortunately, one of the most horrific things in human history, which was the Jewish Holocaust, right. the Jewish genocide. And it was because the world had sympathy for the Jews at that point in time that they were willing to create an Israeli, a Jewish homeland in their ancient homeland. And to call for that to be eliminated is amazing and horrific. I can't believe some of the chants I hear um, gas the Jews that yeah. people would say, and I, I just, I thought we were beyond this, but I think it just shows you have to continue to fight for these rights and, and religious freedom and a, and a religious respect um, in all times and in all generations, and particularly our own. Congress just held hearings this week on whether or not anti-Semitism on college campuses should be considered protected speech. Do you think the government should withhold funds from schools that tolerate this kind of speech on campus? I think it's a legitimate thing to pursue. I really do. And I, I'm, I'm so disappointed in so many of our college campuses anymore that they, they can't discern the difference between good and evil. Right. Well, you got to keep in mind, these are the same college campuses that can't identify what a woman is. So, I mean, so maybe the confusion. Contextual. Just, yeah, you just keep going with it. But you, you, you look at this and you're just going, wait a minute. Hamas is a terrorist identified organization whose stated objective is to rid, rid the world of Jews and the United States, by the way. Yeah. And is funded by Iran, which is a terrorist organization. And you can't see that as evil. That's that's where I it really troubles me that that we would have even this kind of discussion going on. We're talking with former Ambassador Sam Brownback. Ambassador, I want to ask you. I know one of the things that you're currently working on. The over 120,000 Armenian Christians have been displaced from their ancestral homeland by Azerbaijani aggression. That story has not received any coverage from the mainstream media. At least I haven't seen that. Have you? Is there a reason why the media is not covered? I know there are other stories. You've got what's going on in Russia, obviously what's going on in the Middle East, but nobody's really covering this story at all. It's 120,000 Christians that are being displaced. In 10 days. It wasn't as if it was kind of something that dribbled out and it was a... It was a isolation blockade that they were under for nine months prior to that period of time and then they just got moved out and it's behind it's but turkey's backing so turkey's really the puppet master in this one on azerbaijan to to push that and i for the life of me i don't understand why it isn't other than maybe people are just so consumed with the news out of russia and ukraine or what's now happening in the middle east or china's threat towards taiwan that they were able to just move in and and do it but here is the oldest Christian nation on the earth. Armenia was the first nation in the world to become a Christian nation. Uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, this region, was a, a Christian enclave that's been there for really the history of Christendom, and it got moved out in 10 days. Nobody says much anything about it. And now, really, the bigger concern is that Armenia itself will get attacked again, and you'll have a second Armenian genocide at the end of the Ottoman Empire, about 1915, the Armenians, there was an Armenian genocide by the, the Turks, uh, over a million Armenians killed. The United States came to the rescue uh, at that time, and I just, I pray we don't have to do it again, but. And has Secretary Blinken or the Biden administration done anything yet on this? They've said a few words. They had it in their power to prevent it. We send weaponry to Azerbaijan. We sell weaponry to them. We could have blocked that. We could have sent weaponry instead to Armenia. The Russians were the backers of Armenia, and Armenia started moving towards democracy. And as soon as you do that to the Russians, to Putin, they shoot you in the head. It's not a flesh wound that they're going for. And so they went to the Azeris, and they just go after them, sick them. Uh, and we need to stand up and stand with the Armenians who are trying to move our way, who are the oldest Christian nation, who have these basic uh, human rights values. Um, and I don't, it's not happening by uh, President Biden and Tony Blinken. They're saying some right things, but they're not acting. Well, he's also telling, you know, Iran and, and Hezbollah not to do things, and they're doing it anyway. So consider the source. I know we've got to let you run. I, I want to ask you a couple of questions, not necessarily religious freedom based, but more policy based. While you were, as long as I've known you, and we've known each other a long time, 
Um, you've always been a strong, staunch pro-life advocate. And that lately has been a, a real flashpoint for politics in this country in particular. Since you've always been a strong advocate for the pro-life message, I have to ask you what you think about the current debate about abortion in America. During the most recent uh, presidential candidate debate, former Governor Nikki Haley called for civility in the abortion debate. She refused to commit to any specific federal abortion ban, for example. Do you think there should be a federal ban on abortion or should it be left to the states? Where do you think Republican candidates should be on this issue? Because I, I don't know how we win as Republicans with this issue right now in the current climate. I mean, look at Kansas, look what we just yeah. did. Somehow we have found a right to it in our constitution, thanks to the courts. We just lost the value them both amendment. Where do you think we stand on that issue now as, as Kansans, as Republicans? I, I think we gotta kind of go back to the drawing boards, honestly. You've had 50 years of basically unrestricted abortions in the America, in, in America. You've gotten now a culture and a society that's that's very that's used to this. And I think we got to go back to talking. With, and I wonder too, John, if we don't have to start back with the idea of instead of shooting at legislative goals, shooting at numerical targets. Say we want to uh, reduce the number of Down syndrome abortions by 50% over five years, that that's our target. Uh, and we're going to go at it by running educational campaigns about well, how, how if somebody's born a Down syndrome right now, they can live a pretty normal, yeah. successful life. My well aunt had Downs. She lived till she was 59. Well into Wonderful their 50s yeah. in a, on a normal case and loving people. Yes. So I, I'm just wondering if we just got to back up on our tactics because of, of where the culture is today and just start talking about where we're going to, we want to start shooting at numerical goals. I'm for abortion is the killing of a human life. It's brutal. It wipes out a life. And yet somehow we haven't either connected or that hasn't been able to connect with the American public. So I'm just wondering really if we've got to back up and do more reaching out to hearts and souls. At Pachyderm on Friday, you talked about a that we're in a civilizational moment in our country. And I think globally, uh, you talked about how culturally, with all the talk of gender and sex and, and transgenderism, that we're really at a, a crossroads, for lack of a better term, that this is a civilizational moment. Can you expound on that, what you meant by that when you talked about that on, on what, Friday? Western civilization has led the world for 500 years, and it's been a profound, great leadership, not without mistakes and problems, but overall, the world has flourished under Western civilization. The United States is now the lead country of Western civilization, but we've lost our our faith that what that we're right, that what we stand for is true and good. And you're then you're asking people then, well, okay, if we're if Western civilization is not it, what? Are you going to go with the Chinese Communist Party? Do we go with humanism, whatever that may be defined as uh, at the moment? There's just not another option. And so I think we've just got to get back to the basics of Western civilization. And much of your civilization, particularly Western civilization, is built on Judeo-Christian ethics and faith and a belief in a loving God that animates us. And I think we've just got to get back to believing who we are and what we are and that this is true and good and right. And there's no other alternative to lead the world with in a true and good and right manner. And we've got to regain our confidence in that. So it's like we're a basketball team that's lost its confidence. And so the shots start going off because I no longer think I can actually hit it. Hmm. We just got to, we got to get it back and, and get back and start believing in our, in our basics again. And this is a foundational issue. And if we get it wrong or we don't take our time to get back into the right, you, you, you lose overall the civilization that, that has produced so much good in the world, so much good. Well, Sam, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. If folks want to connect with you, I, I know I follow you on Twitter. You're at Samuel Brownback on Twitter. I, thank you again for taking the time, my friend. Happy to do it, John. God bless you. Take care. 
was a pleasure to sit down with Sam. We That conversation that we recorded on Friday after the Pachyderm comes a packed house at the Pachyderm on Friday. It was really nice to to sit down with him and, and see him again. And he was very reflective. And uh, it was just, just a, a nice, nice time to sit down with, uh, with the former ambassador. We'll take a quick break. And uh, then we'll try and take a couple calls before our bottom of the hour break. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Attention Wichita and surrounding communities. Have you been told you've got too much negative equity in your trade to make a deal? Did you pay over MSRP and are now stuck with a huge loss? You're not alone. At Midwest Kia, we never price over sticker. Come to Midwest Kia's Great Thanksgiving Negative Equity Elimination Event. That's right. Come see us at Midwest Kia. And if we can't put a reasonable deal together because of your negative equity, you'll be entered into a chance to win up to $10,000 of Midwest Kia's Negative Equity Elimination Money. That's up to $10,000 more for your trade to help you get back into equity towards the purchase of any vehicle on our lot. At Midwest Kia, we offer a simple, transparent, and fast car buying experience. Come to Midwest Kia and see why people are singing. We want to see you. Winner picked on November 30th, 2023. Need not be present to win. Winner receives up to $10,000 applied against negative equity of trade-in on credit purchase of vehicle from Midwest Kia. Negative equity is the difference between trade-in, ACV, and payoff. See dealer for details. No purchase necessary. You're next to order. Please pull forward. You know, Josh, when you said you were springing for lunch, I didn't think you meant drive through fast food. Ah, come on, man. Money's been tight lately, and these high gas prices are killing me. You pay full price at the pump? Get your head out of the sand and start using Upside. What's Upside? Come on, dude. Upside is the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I use it every time I fill up my tank. Does that really add up? I've already banked around $200. That's serious cash. I... Hi, can I take your order? Yeah, I'm ordering the free Upside app to start earning cash back on every gallon of gas I buy. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code ORDER to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code ORDER for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code ORDER for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. What would you give for a child you loved to make their wish come true? To help them fight a critical illness? Just imagine what you'd do. You see, wishes are so powerful, and you can make them real. They can give a child back their childhood, even change the way they feel. Every single one of us can make the stars align. Because when we come together, hope and joy will shine. Wishes need stars like you. Visit makeawish at wish.org. What it is, this is Tyrus from Fox News, and you're listening to The John Whitmer Show. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool at the food. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. We'll try that in a small town. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Want to remind you, next week will be our five year anniversary. Have a bunch of special guests, including Alan Dershowitz. Congressman Ron Estes and Senator Roger Marshall have got a great show planned. Bunch of special stuff. We're going to have some fun. Wow, this is talk about <laughs> talk about a quick turnaround. I mean, I, you know, we had a great. It was a great interview with Sam. So I don't mind that this break is all of <laughs> all of about a minute. Uh, don't forget next Sunday. We've got that, and then on the 16th, in the meantime, in the interim next week, make sure you join us on the 16th at the Sedgwick County Republican Party's Thanksgiving for those candidates that ran during the 2023 election cycle. We've got a lot of candidates that we need to thank. Lily Wu, obviously, for taking care of our Whipple problem, but, you know, J.V. Johnson, Dalton Glasscock, Gary Bond, a lot of good candidates, a lot of school board candidates that didn't turn out so good for our school board candidates, but we still need to thank them 
and their families for the efforts that they put out there. So we'll uh, we'll have a great event at the Sedgwick County Republican Party uh, monthly meeting. That's at Wichita Area Builders Association. Doors open at 6.30 on the 16th. We'll take a quick break, and when we return, author and JFK historian Fred Litwin will be with us to look at how many of the JFK assassination conspiracies have turned out to be true. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. KNSSRadio.com is connecting vets with our veterans' news and salute to service. A year-round effort to provide information and recognize the exceptional efforts of our military veterans. Read our veterans' news articles now at KNSSRadio.com. Click Menu. Brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner. Introducing Jimmy's Premium Pumpkin Pie Shake. Fall into Jimmy's for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and top it off with a shake. Jimmy's Family Diner, military discounts seven days a week. Hi, this is Tony Javier with Professional Home Buyers, as seen on TV. If you're even thinking about selling a house, give us a call today for a free, no obligation cash offer at 402-0000. That's 402-0000. We would love to make you a fair cash offer to buy your property as is. Stop and make no repairs. We charge no fees, no commissions, and our process is absolutely no hassle. We love fixer-uppers, vacant houses, fire-damaged houses, storm-damaged houses, pre-foreclosures in any house that you just need to sell quick and for a fair price. We would love to add you to our list of satisfied customers. Don't make the same mistake I did and go with professional buyers first. They responded to my call. Thank you, professional home buyers. Just want to thank professional home buyers. Thank Tony from uh, professional home buyers. If you're even thinking about selling a house, give us a call today for a free, no obligation cash offer at 402-0000. That's 402-0000. Professional home buyers calling us with over 45 years in business, Thrasher Foundation Repair makes stressful home repairs super easy with precise repair and genuine care. From basement waterproofing to foundation repair, concrete restoration and crawl space repair, you can count on Thrasher to handle it with ease and expertise. Schedule a free estimate today at GoThrasher.com. Precise repair. Brought to you by Rusty Eck Ford. News. I'm Deborah Valentine. U.S. military warplanes struck two facilities in eastern Syria used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard today, killing six to seven Iranian proxy fighters. The strikes in retaliation for attacks against U.S. military in Iraq and Syria. Israeli Defense Force spokesman Admiral Daniel Hagari today insisting Israel will continue to defend itself against Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists. Lebanon is responsible for any shooting that occurs from Lebanon, whether from Hezbollah or anyone else. Defense attorneys for former President Trump set to present their case Monday in a civil fraud trial brought by New York's Attorney General. Trump attorney Elena Haba on Sunday Morning Futures criticizes the AG. Letitia James is putting her nose into private companies and private uh, individuals' work, which is not what's meant to happen. Haba confirms her team will file for a mistrial. America's listening to Fox News. Evening plans? Grab that jacket. It will cool down quickly by early Monday morning, expecting lows around the upper 30s and mostly clear skies and light winds. Sunshine warming us up nicely Monday afternoon. We'll see a light southeast wind and highs in the upper 60s. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. The police stormed me after handcuffing me with these special handcuffs that caused my wrist to bleed. Mm-hmm. 
I'm privy to many different cops putting handcuffs on me for no darn good reason at all. How? Do you study them? Do you look them up? Do you have friends that manufacture them? I'm just curious. No, I'm just a victim of them. You're a victim of what? Handle on the law. Saturday and Sunday afternoons from 3 until 6 on Wichita's number one talk. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is Carrie Lake, and you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on KNSS. Live Sunday nights, this is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. What you say, it's never too early. <laughs> never too early. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Sponsored by Wake Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. If you don't like it, you're a Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge you. Yes, and I did say Scrooge you. <laughs> I want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there, and some of them have Christmas music. Oh, and by the way, it's called Christmas on Happy Holidays. So make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and true social pages, and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates. On the show, well, November 22nd will be the 60th anniversary of the JFK assassination. And in his timely and powerful new book, Oliver Stone's Flim Flam, the demagogue of Dealey Plaza, author Fred Litwin explores how many of the JFK assassination conspiracies have turned out to be true. So that's the question. And we're going to ask Fred now. Fred, thank you for joining us this evening. Nice to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. Great to be here. So, I mean, in the book, you, you've got so many topics from the formation of the Warren Commission to the relationship between JFK and the CIA to why Jack Ruby killed Oswald. I mean, well, let me start there. Let me ask you that because it's ironic because my wife and I, we've gotten through the first two episodes. We need to watch the third of the new Netflix series on this. Um, and, and in that series i don't know have you seen the new netflix series because in that one they're they're they pretty much put it out there as the the lone shooter theory so let me start with that how many of the you know the oliver stone assassination conspiracies have turned out to be true um zero really um almost almost everything oliver stone has said is completely false uh. Okay. Okay. So let me. Wow. See, now that's surprised. Yeah. Okay. So let me yeah. start with the obvious one, the one that sure. you know everyone knows the line: "Back and to the left, back and to that's the." Right. We all know the scene. Um, so factually, and the arguments that they make, you know, with the bullet trajectory and all of that, it had to be a guy on the grassy knoll. Have we? Has anyone ever done empirical scientific analysis to prove one way or the other on that? Well, the, we actually have JFK's autopsy, x-rays, and photographs, and every single forensic pathologist who has examined them has come to the same conclusion that JFK was hit from behind. And in fact, when you look at, if you slow down the Zapruder film, from frame 312 to 313, JFK's head actually goes forward before it starts to go back. So he was hit by the bullet, his head goes forward, it goes back because of both a neuromuscular spasm and because of something we call the jet effect, where there was a mass of material exiting from the front of his head, and like a jet engine, your head goes backwards. Huh. Wow. Okay, so then, obviously, then the next question would be, was there a shooter, you know, the, the, the puff of smoke that can be seen in some photographs, the the three uh, vagabonds that are rumored to have been seen in different locations. Was there a second shooter on the grassy knoll? Uh, no, there wasn't. Uh, nobody saw a shooter on the grassy knoll. The only gun that was seen that day was in the sixth floor window of the Texas School Book Depository. And the tramps, those three tramps, the tramps right. well, we, found, 
we actually found their arrest records, and they were. Three tramps pulled off railway cars after the assassination. And the pictures, you know, some of the film footage, the stills from the Zapruder film, there, there are images of people pointing up to that grassy knoll, but that could have been echo effect. It could have been any number of explanations for those, correct? Well, there was certainly an echo effect and, and a great echo effect in Daly Plaza. But also right after the assassination, there was one policeman who's, who took his motorcycle sort of up the, correct. Up to the grassy knoll. And all of a sudden, everybody thought there was something there, so everybody ran to the grassy knoll. Not because they, they heard something, but because they saw that motorcyclist go there. So then another question that you examine in the book is why Jack Ruby killed Oswald. Now, I've always thought it might have been just because Jack Ruby liked Kennedy, and he was basically pissed at Oswald for killing Kennedy. Why did he kill him? Well, he did like Kennedy, but the, the real reason, and this is very much deeply rooted in anti-Semitism, uh, Jack Ruby was Jewish, and he was he grew up uh, in, in Dallas. Well, he, when he was in Dallas, there was a lot of anti-Semitism back in the 1950s and 40s. The day that Kennedy was in Dallas, there was a full-page ad criticizing Kennedy in the Dallas Morning News, and it was signed by Bernard Weissman, which was a Jewish name, and Ruby saw that. And after the assassination, he started to get worried that perhaps there was a link between Bernard Weissman and the assassination. And he actually went to the post office box to find this guy, Weissman. Of course, they wouldn't tell him who he was. And Ruby was worried that perhaps the Jews would be blamed for the assassination. And this started him going downhill mentally. He was already taking diet pills. And uh, it just so happened uh, serendipity hit on Sunday morning. He was going down to mail his stripper one of uh, some money, and it was a block away from the Dallas police station, and he went down that ramp, and it was just when Oswald was being taken out. So it was just a matter of, you know, good luck or bad luck, depending on your point of view. Yeah, it was just serendipity, and, and that's why afterwards when people asked him why he did it, he always came up with different stories because it was an impulsive act, and so he really didn't know why he did it. So he said, oh, you know, I wanted to save... Jackie from coming to trial. I wanted to show the Jews had guts. He, he always came up with different reasons. We're talking with author and JFK historian Fred Litwin about his new book. Um, Fred, so you already indicated the medical evidence supports uh, the lone gunman theory. There's always been, and again, this came up, it's come up in both the Oliver Stone film and in other subsequent conspiracy theories about the chain of custody on the bullet found at Parkland Hospital. And, of course, that also begs the other question about the, quote-unquote, pristine nature of the bullet that was found on the gurney. Are either of those theories, those conspiracies, are either of them accurate? Is that whole story behind that true? Um, no. In fact, well, first off, we'll talk, we'll talk with the pristine nature of the bullets. The, the bullet is actually flattened on one side. And this is because the bullet, after it exited Kennedy's neck, started to tumble. And when it hit Connolly's back, just under his armpit, the bullet was completely going sideways. And by the time it hit his rib, it was, it was again, just glanced his rib and was starting to go backwards slightly and exited going backwards into his wrist. And so the slow, as the bullet slowed, it did less damage to the bullet, and it got flattened on one side. So the bullet, a condition of the bullet is actually is actually completely fine in relation to what it actually did. The chain of custody, there's no, there's no problem with the chain of custody. Um, Oliver Stone's documentary made a big deal about the fact that there was a, uh, you know how Secret Service agents or FBI agents put their initials on the bullets. And so his documentary series made the point that the bullet was missing one set of initials from Secret, of Secret Service agents. Well, I had a friend. We actually got the highest res photographs from the National Archives. These are photographs that are so high res, it actually, you actually have to have a computer expert to stitch them together. And I paid an expert to do that, and we examined the photographs, and we found those missing initials. So there's nothing wrong with the chain of custody. So, I mean, a lot of the conspiracies, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of the conspiracies also say you know, the CIA was involved, that it was multiple shooters, Castro, military-industrial complex, all the above. 
and they all point to multiple shooters. They all point to Lee Harvey Oswald as being a patsy. He said, I'm just a patsy. That's famous. We've all seen that footage where he's, you know, walked by doing the perp walk there, and he says, I'm just a patsy. I guess really what this ultimately comes down to is after you've done your analysis, after you've looked at this extensively as you have, do you, what do you, I mean, was Lee Harvey Oswald the lone shooter in your opinion? Yes, he was the lone shooter. And I think that um, Lee Harvey Oswald did this for political reasons. He was a Marxist. He hated the United States. Um, He was a big fan of Fidel Castro. He thought the United States was treating Castro horribly, and I think this was his chance to take a blow, uh, to to do something for the Cuban Revolution. So no conspiracy with 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 CIA or anything like that. Again, coincidental that he lived in Russia and all all the other that he was fair, you know, fair. What was it, fair? uh, The the flyers that he was passing around, fair share for Cuba, whatnot. Purely coincidental. He just did it on his own in order to try and make a statement and to get back at Kennedy for what he did with Cuba. Yes, and I think if if the CIA or the FBI really wanted to get rid of Kennedy, I think it would have been far better for them to actually leak some really negative information about Kennedy uh, during the 1964 campaign. And actually, instead of getting Johnson, you get Barry Goldwater as president. Right. Yeah. Oh, then there was plenty. I mean, I'm sure they had lots of evidence. of. Well, look, at even... uh, J. Edgar Hoover knew about uh, Kennedy's uh, 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 affair with Judith Exner, who was Sam Giancana's girlfriend. Right. Um, Hoover could have leaked that to the press. Instead, he actually went to Robert Kennedy and said and warned him, uh, your, your brother better stop this. And he did. Fascinating. See, now this is it's funny because as my wife and I were watching that new Netflix series, I was espousing to her how I fully believed that Oswald was not the lone shooter. I don't have any other solutions. I just didn't buy it because I didn't think he could get off the shots in time. I thought, you know, the car coming toward him instead of going away. All of that comes from that darn film. And now you've blown that whole theory up for me. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, Oswald was a really good shot. He was a sharpshooter in the Marines. Um, people thought, oh, you know, how could he get off three shots in 5.6 seconds? Right, yes. So actually, he had nine seconds. He had at least nine seconds for those three shots. Uh, and that would have been really easy for him to do. The first shot was only 55 yards away. The last shot was 85 yards away. These were not difficult shots. Wow. So uh, you've, got, you've convinced me. All right, I appreciate it. Uh, Fred, I... <laughs> Fascinating conversation. The book, again, is called Oliver Stone's Flim Flam, The Demagogue of Dealey Plaza. Um, obviously, it's available on Amazon. It's also available on your website, on the trail of delusion.com, correct? That's right. Yes, thank you. And uh, folks can find you on Twitter, at Fred Litwin. It's L-I-T-W-I-N. It's been a fascinating conversation, especially coming up, you know, against uh, the anniversary of, of his of the assassination is there any other data information that is going to come out? You know, there's always always been top of, topics of speculation that there's classified information that the CIA and whatnot, Secret Service have classified. Is there any document dump that could come out on this, or is that all out by now? It's actually all the, the only documents that are withheld in full, in, in, in which the, the whole document is secret, are IRS documents and some grand jury testimony, both of which are exempt from the JFK Records Act. Everything else is out there. Now, there's around 4,500 CIA documents with redactions. And, and these redactions relate to, well, 400 documents have social insurance numbers of living people. Uh, that's been redacted. Uh, most of them are redacted names of informants or some very sensitive intelligent methods. Um, but those documents have been released mostly in full. Wow. Well, I... Fascinating conversation. The information, again, it, it blew a hole in my my theory. So that just tells you never trust what comes out of Hollywood. Fred, That's right. I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you again for joining us. And good luck with the book. Again, it's Oliver Stone's Flim Flam, the demagogue of Dealey Plaza. I appreciate you joining us, my friend. Thank you very much. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. What do you think? Was it a lone shooter or was it a guy on a grassy knoll? You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's 
number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. Thinking of having turkey for the holidays? Make sure to buy one that was humanely and ethically raised. One of the best options is to buy a turkey direct from a local farm. If that's not an option, look for turkeys that are labeled either USDA organic or certified humane. Be wary of terms like natural, cage-free, and no hormones, as these terms aren't regulated. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Rusty Eck Ford has been serving our customers in Wichita and all over Kansas for 70 years. Rusty Eck Ford is the new Ford or Blue Advantage certified pre-owned vehicle you are looking for online, in stock, and ready for delivery. Our finance team will help you with the best finance options available. Need your car serviced? Rusty Eck Ford has factory certified technicians to care for all your auto repair needs. We can pick up and drop off your vehicle for service, and our mobile service van can come to your home, work, or fleet for most routine maintenance needs been in a wreck call Eck. our certified professionals can work on all makes and models we work with your insurance company to get you back on the road as soon as possible rusty Eck ford is wichita's only president's award-winning dealership three years running come see us today at 7310 east kellogg or online at rustyeckford.com and drive home your new ford today and remember if you don't come see us today we can't save you any money The whole family is coming here for the holidays, and our floors are a wreck. What about that new luxury vinyl plank that everyone's raving about? You want to put in new floors right before our house is full of kids and your clumsy Uncle Brian? <laughs> Mill Creek Carpet and Tile can install new luxury vinyl plank that's stronger than hardwood, easier to install than ceramic tile, looks amazing, and is more affordable. <laughs> Bring on Uncle Brian. With 24-month financing available and 48-month financing on Shaw products, let Mill Creek Carpet and Tile transform your home. Visit Mill Creek Carpet, Dugan and Kellogg, MillCreekCarpet.com. Dugan exit off Kellogg. Attention Wichita and surrounding communities. Have you been told you've got too much negative equity in your trade to make a deal? Did you pay over MSRP and are now stuck with a huge loss? You're not alone. At Midwest Kia, we never price over sticker. Come to Midwest Kia's great Thanksgiving negative equity elimination event. That's right. Come see us at Midwest Kia. And if we can't put a reasonable deal together because of your negative equity, you'll be entered into a chance to win up to $10,000 of Midwest Kia's negative equity elimination money. That's up to $10,000 more for your trade to help you get back into equity towards the purchase of any vehicle on our lot. At Midwest Kia, we offer a simple, transparent, and fast car buying experience. Come to Midwest Kia and see why people are singing. We want to see you in a Midwest Kia. Winner picked on November 30th, 2023. Need not be present to win. Winner receives up to $10,000 applied against negative equity of trade-in on credit purchase of vehicle from Midwest Kia. Negative equity is the difference between trade-in, ACV, and payoff. See dealer for details. No purchase necessary. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Well, from breaking news to severe weather updates, KNSS is here for you. Keep it that way. Just text AM to 52886. Tell Congress to keep AM radio in cars and follow and like the John Whitmer Show, you know, on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. I just got over 5,000 followers on Twitter, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I try to stay active on Twitter. I'm, I'm on there every day. My wife's always trying to smack me upside the head and say, quit that Twitter stuff. But No, I like it. It's good for me. It's, it's intellectually stimulating. Okay, it's not, but it's still fun. And give us a call. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. Don't forget, next Thursday, the 16th, 
is the which at the Wichita Area Builders Association is the next monthly meeting of the Sedgwick County Republican Party, where they're going to have a Thanksgiving for all the candidates who ran in the 2023 general election. And next Sunday, make sure you tune in. It's our five-year anniversary. Again, thank you. Thank you for keeping me on the air for five years. Hard to believe for five years. But we'll have some special guests, including Alan Dershowitz, Congressman Ron Estes, and Senator Roger Marshall, as well as, as some others. So we've got a lot planned. It's going to be fun. And so make sure you tune in next Sunday. Should be a uh, should be a good show. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, from the uh, from the crazy story file, you know where do they come up with this malarkey? A brand new children's book is promoting. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this stuff. The title of the book is "In My Daddy's Belly." <laughs> Written by Logan Brown, a woman who thinks she's a man. Quote, it took me it took me ages to get to this point of being confident who I am now, with who I am now. Okay, well, keep trying, dude. <laughs> In being a pregnant man, she said, I spent much time feeling shame about being pregnant as a man. Dude, you're not. Okay, just, you know, trust the science. Um... I let me just in case anybody has any confusion or delusion about this, men cannot get pregnant. <laughs> Period. Um, and if you're a man, you might be feeling bloated. It's because you had one too many beers or ate too much Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> the answer is take a notch out of your belt. It's not that you might be pregnant. If you feel like you're in labor, then just take some Pepto-Bismol. You don't have to work about taking a pregnancy test. I mean, this is, uh, where do people come up with this stuff? Uh, The book is called In My Daddy's Belly. teaches children that men can get pregnant and give birth. The author identifies as a man. Oh, well, so the author is a woman who identifies as a man. So the author is a woman because that's the only way she can get pregnant. Uh, and, and is featured on the cover of the most recent Glamour magazine with an article about pregnant men. You know, folks, uh, and I preach tolerance. <laughs> okay, I will, I, will, I will practice what I preach. High and be tolerant. Uh, let us let us be tolerant, and hope that Logan gets the help that she needs. And with that, I will wish you a happy week, and we will be with you next Sunday. In the meantime, carry on, fellow deplorables. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.